So where did I go? Uh, more like what had happened was um, life. On this episode of I Have Questions podcast. So I was doing really well for a while. Um, I did five episodes of the podcast and then my brain decided I shouldn't be doing it and I decided to take a break and one week break turned into a five-week break and then a six-week break and I don't know what week we're on now but it was a long break where I felt like I started to get inconsistent and then decided well what's the point of doing it now if you've been this inconsistent well that my friends is called imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome is such a I guess normal not normal topic right now but it is a very big topic that happens to so many people And for anyone who has never heard of the term imposter syndrome, it's the feeling as if you don't belong or should not be doing what you are doing because you don't belong or you're not in this space that you should be. And there's a lot of should that has to happen with imposter syndrome. Um, And whenever it happens to a person it's the idea that you're not good enough and that's pretty much what happened to me is basically thinking to myself okay you're not good enough to do this you don't really have anyone listening to you or you don't have anyone who's really paying attention to you and it kind of happens in different aspects of life um a lot of different aspects doesn't matter where it is in life but any time um we're trying to achieve something or trying to goal for something or we have a goal in mind there is a little bit of doubt that kicks in and says don't do that you shouldn't do that you don't belong there that's that's not where you're supposed to be um that's not we don't do that uh, and as a person of color or a black person, um, you know, a lot of times it's uh, associated with white people's shit or WPS um, or black people don't do that. And there's a lot of that that happens. And that's some of that where it comes from of you shouldn't be doing that. That's not where you belong. Um, there's also a safety aspect to say... Um, this space isn't safe. This this environment isn't safe. What you're doing is not safe. So sometimes it's a safety thing. Um, there's also a defense mechanism that comes along with it. Protecting oneself against rejection and protecting oneself against the fear of failure or being a failure or being perceived as a failure. And that that's all imposter syndrome 
So backing up. Our intuition often tells us that we um, should be in certain spaces. And, and should is, is a dangerous word, but I'm using it right now. That we should be in certain spaces and we should be um, a certain caliber or go to places. Our intuition also keeps us safe. You know, we don't want to turn down that corner or we don't want to be in some place that feels inherently wrong for us. So our intuition kicks in and goes, hey, hey, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not safe. Let's don't do that. And then, you know, you get your your fears or, or um, those intuitions confirmed or something along those lines. It's just like, whoo, they didn't shout out the club. I'm glad I left early, girl. Or it's, to some extent, to, like whatever it was that made you want to leave, you feel safer because you left, because there's some end result that we've seen that says that was why we did what we did. However, imposter syndrome is an imposter of your intuition. It is the thing that tells you, yeah, you don't, you don't belong here. You don't need to be doing this. No, 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 no. Don't do these things. Stop doing it. Stop all of it. Don't do it. And that kicks in, particularly with creative people. Um, I mean, it's, it's every person, but when you're a creative person, that imposter syndrome is a killer. And it will take you down so many rabbit holes and so many ways of your mental state saying, don't do that. Stop doing that. Everything that you're doing is wrong. Um, and in, in fear of failing and in fear of embarrassing ourselves. I know mine is often um, that I'm afraid that nobody's really paying attention. And if they do pay attention, they're not really paying attention the way I want them to pay attention. So that one is part of the imposter syndrome is referred to as perfectionism. Um, perfectionist, and it's, I'm not saying that I am a perfect person or that, that I seek perfection, but there's an idea somewhere in my brain of how things should go or should be or the way I envision them to be will often set me into a path of it's not the right time, the right place, the right thing. So I can't do this. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing because it is not in the exact circumstances in which I feel are perfect for me to do the thing. So taking in, for instance, doing this podcast, the setting wasn't right. I wasn't getting the the thing the the that thing that made me push towards keep doing it so perfectionism um reading a time article from it's called yes imposter syndrome is real here's how you deal with it so and this article is written by abigail abram abrams uh june 20th 2019 or 2018, excuse me, messed things up. Um, in the article, it says an estimated 70% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. Um, and the study originally was done in 1978 by psychologist 
Pauline Rose Clance and a Suzanne Imes. I may be pronouncing her last name wrong, but they did a paper and they theorized it was mostly women who um, were uniquely affected by imposter syndrome. However, later on down the line, we found that both men and women experience imposter syndrome, but women do experience imposter syndrome. Um, in, in this is just my opinion that we do more frequently because we have been told for so long that we don't belong in certain spaces. Um, and, and that we shouldn't be doing these things. Our place is certain in a certain place. Women belong in the kitchen, uh, men are better. So after generation and generation of being told that we do not belong, it is ingrained in us to apologize for our existence and apologize for being where we're supposed, where we are in our lives. So, um, it, it's just, it's just one of those things that we, we experience. Um, and as a woman, I can only speak from a woman's perspective that it's real, uh, being told, and as a black woman being told, I don't belong in so many spaces as a woman, as a black woman, as a person who in any circumstance, like just my size, my hair, my, my hair color, tattoos, whatever it is, someone's told you, you are other and do not belong. Someone's told me I am other and don't belong. So that's, it, it exists. Uh, then there's also the other thing is um, experts or geniuses. And uh, in the article, it says when the natural genius has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something, he or she thinks this means they aren't good enough. Uh, they're used to skills coming easily. And when they have to put effort in, their brain tells them that they're, they're the proof is that they're an imposter. So say for instance, if you're usually good at something all the time or good at something at first sight, you just start it and you're good at it. And having to put forth any kind of effort means, oh, this is not for me. I wasn't supposed to do this because I am not naturally good at it. Of course, we're, we're, we're you know, we all like to be good at something and we all like to be knowledgeable something. And it makes us feel confident when we're great at it at first and it's all wonderful at first, but putting forth a little bit of effort and it's like, oh, this is not meant for me because of course you have to put forth effort and you have to try. Experts um, have to know every single thing about something before they can do it. And that's also my other issue is like, I don't, I, I like to know things and I like to be good at them. Like, oh, I don't always have to be good at everything. And I'm not the, the natural genius kind of person. But I do like to know things. I like to, like, absorb information and just walk into something feeling confident. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. I, I still have to learn something. I still have to, you know, figure my way through. Uh, soloists feel that they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help... They think that means that they're a failure or a fraud. Yep. Because if I have to ask for help, then that means I can't do it by myself. And if I can't be the strong, independent person that I am, then who am I and how is this messing with my identity? Because I don't 
ask for help. That's what that basically means. Super men, super women push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they are not imposters. I believe that these are the same as, well, not sim they're not the same, but similar to the perfectionists, like have to do it all, do it better, do it all the time, um, have to succeed in every aspect, and it has to be the exact way that they do it. So that when something goes wrong or something fails or fall, not fall, fails, but is challenging um, and they didn't do it right the first time, then of course, it's just all wrong all the way through. Um, and then and I think that's all of them. Um, that thought the time article list is, you know, perfectionists, experts, natural genius, soloists, and supermen and superwomen. So those are the five. Uh, so dealing with imposter syndrome, dealing with it, uh, there, there's no right answer to this. As far as I know, everyone has their own way of doing it. Uh, just, you know, answering a question about like, what is it? If, what is imposter syndrome and what do we do about it? You never fully overcome it. Um, it's, it's a work through of reframing our mind and our thoughts about how we are not imposters in our own specialty in our own field. So we have to learn to value constructive criticism. It's one of the tips that they give. Learn to value constructive criticism and understand that you have to ask for help and get the help and understand when you need help. Making sure that you know that you're not perfect at something and you're not the greatest at everything. And that you can trust other people to assist along the way. The other thing is make a goal to not feel like an imposter. And I think this one's a little bit harder for for some of us because we don't know it's happening until it's happening. Making a goal to not feel like an imposter feels like an imposter kind of goal of, you know, asking for, like the same thing as asking for help is writing down, okay, I won't feel like an imposter today. Well, how do I trick my mind into telling myself I'm not an imposter when I don't know if it's my intuition kicking in or if it's the imposter kicking in telling me I'm not supposed to do something. So that one's a little tricky, but it is listed here on the list to make yourself a goal of not feeling like an imposter. Um, so there's a different one from a different article about feeling like a fraud by Kirsten Weir. And it's on the American Psychological Association's website and gives a couple tips on facing the imposter syndrome feeling. Um, one of them is talking to your peers. So again, going back to talking to somebody and asking for help and asking for um, what one needs to get through like feeling less like an imposter. Recognize your expertise. 
realizing that you're good at something in a certain field and yes that's this is what you you do this is where you you have knowledge and have skill sets um focusing on the strengths of things that you do know not the not the things you don't know and the things that you're in the process of learning but focusing on where your strengths are and how to build those up um remembering what you do well so encourage people to make realistic assessments about their abilities not saying that you're a genius at every single thing but a realistic assessment of i am good at this i know how to do this i'm very i'm i'm good at this thing and list them down and truly test them because we say we're good at everything and we're not i i i am good at ordering food i'm not good at cooking I mean, I can cook some things, but I'm not great at cooking. I don't bring things. I have two signature dishes. So say, for instance, if I'm going to cook something for other people, I'm focusing on those two signature dishes because those are where my strengths are. I'm not focusing on the new recipe that I tried out one time and I'm okay at it because depending on where you go to this potluck, they're going to talk bad about you, which again contributes to imposter syndrome the fear of failing and being talked bad about and being embarrassed about it. Realize that no one is perfect. None of us are perfect. None of us do everything all the time well. And there's also no perfect circumstances to do a thing. There are no perfect circumstances. You don't have to be perfect and have all of the equipment. Like I I have very little. I'm just making an effort and making and trying to do something and it's not perfect but stopping after episode five just made no sense because i haven't even begun to try to do this well i mean i began but i didn't continue with it i wasn't making that effort and and the perfectionism and the 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 trial and error period hasn't come forward yet so I'm not perfect. It's not perfect. This is not a perfect product, but it is an effort. And in order to do it better and to do it well, have to just keep doing it. Change your thinking, changing the perspective, changing the the mindset. Um, The lack mindset is often the the big thing is I don't have all the things that I don't have again perfectionism at the same time but changing that thought you know focusing on the the good parts and focusing on how to do better and the effort that's being made of yes there is an achievement made and yes I am trying yes focusing on the yes of it all so, um, and then it repeats itself about talking to somebody else for help. And, and sometimes, and I think also when there is no one else to talk to, because there are times where we try to reach out and we're reaching out maybe to the wrong people. Um, our circle of friends at times, um, our, our resources, I should say, not just necessarily our friends. Sometimes we focus on our friends and they may not be the people that we need to talk to about the thing that we're trying to do. They may be a resource for some of it, but not for everything. And that could lend itself to the fear of failure. You don't have the support or have the idea that someone is there for you. So maybe that might be 
where the issue is. So reaching out outside of the comfort zone, which is fear inducing and creates anxiety, but it also may help is stepping outside of that comfort zone of like, hey, I need help with something and who can help me and who can I reach out to? Sometimes we're surprised. Um, Complete strangers have been at times more supportive supportive in efforts or in things than people closest to us because the people closest to us don't necessarily see us in those other aspects of our lives. They see us the way they see us. And that, again, contributes to our, our imposter syndrome and that fear of failure. So those are the tips. Those are some tricks. Those are some ideas. Um, I'm attempting to put everything in practice. That's a learning process, but as a person who is trying, that's all I can do is keep trying. So, and that shall conclude our episode of I have questions podcast. Bye.